Welcome to the Fearless Future Podcast. I'm your host, Catherine McCourt, transformational life and business coach. This podcast is all about personal transformation, business, and wellness. Three keys to success that I believe every individual or business should focus on is clarity, purpose, and wellness. On today's episode, I'm speaking with Dr. Lynn Carey, who earned a doctorate in chiropractic medicine and a bachelor's degree in nutrition from Life University. She owned a chiropractic practice in Wilmington, Delaware for 18 years. Dr. Carey loves empowering others to create their desired life for health, wealth, and perfect self-expression. Today, she stays busy pursuing her entrepreneurial dreams and homeschooling her teenage son. Lynn, it's a real pleasure to have you on the show today. Thank you for taking the time to join us. Thank you so much for having me, Catherine. It's an honor to be here. Yeah, so my podcast talks about transformation, business, and wellness. You are a doctor and you are a chiropractor, but also the focus of your business is self-care. And you yourself have been through a journey of self-healing. And I'm really curious to know whether this started before you became a chiropractor or was this what led you to become a chiropractor? So it started before I became a chiropractor. Chiropractic kind of was the light in a dark tunnel that I was in. It started to guide me out. So I was diagnosed with scoliosis when I was 14, which is curvature of the spine. And um, I was braced. You know, they wanted me to wear that brace all the time till I was done growing. And then another orthopedic guy said that we could do surgery on you. You would be a perfect candidate where they put the Harrington rods in and everything would be fine. You know, so I did that at 15 and I just I never had symptoms before. But afterwards, mm-hmm. I was sick and in pain for about five years and no one could help me. There wasn't mm-hmm. a medical doctor who had an answer for me because I kept asking, why do I keep getting sick? Whether it was strep throat, whether it was pain, I was always on an antibiotic or a painkiller and nothing really worked. And I just was getting more and more depleted and depressed. And I was in college because I was told you got to go to college to be successful. And I really <laughs> did like school, even though I was an honor student, you know, everything was just hard. <laughs> yes. And I was in college and someone gave me a pamphlet on chiropractic and it said the power that made the body heals the body. And Mm -hmm. it just, I was like, why hasn't anybody told me? And I just went, I just went to chiropractic school. I didn't even get adjusted and it changed my whole life. So amazing. So yeah, that sounds like you have been through some really, really tumultuous times. Um, but I believe, and likely you do too, is just that you are put in a position at the right timing when you're ready to receive things and things will show up based on what you need, but you have to be open. So I love that, that you just saw it, didn't know much about it, but we're like, damn, I'm going to try something new, right? No, it's like when you hear truth, you know, it's the first time I heard truth, it just resonated. And I always say that's a God call. I think that's when you start paying attention to those kind of feeling, those kind of signs. Yes. So how has your practice developed and been different than maybe the traditional chiropractic practices? I can honestly say that I have never actually had chiropractic medicine done on me. I've been through acupuncture and other holistic healing approaches, but chiropractor I've I've never attempted. So If you could share with us what is traditional chiropractor medicine, but then how does your practice differ? Because you do have 
more of that inner healing that you focus on with your clients, correct? Yeah. So I, you know, my profession is, (laughs) it's a very wide range of things going on. And I was blessed enough to go to a chiropractic school that was philosophically sound. Mm. And what I mean by that is that we look at the body. We really had a philosophy behind the body. We honored that there was an inner wisdom that ran the body because as we're sitting here, all our organs are working and we're not we can't consciously try to do it if we tried, right? So we recognize that as an innate intelligence running the body. So we always want to know what is our inner wisdom trying to tell us through symptoms. It's not necessarily bad. You know, a fever we look at is good. We don't want to drug it and suppress it because a fever has a function in the body to cleanse it. And same with having cold symptoms. You know, we don't, you don't want to drug it up and stop the process. Mm-hmm. You want to let it run its course. And what happens is, Eventually, your symptoms become less severe if you do get a recurring because now you're and your body is healthier because you let that process happen. Mm-hmm. So we had that philosophy in school, but we also had the other aspect because we were becoming licensed and doctors. We had to have basically a medical degree also along with the art of adjusting, the philosophy of chiropractic and all that because we had to pass, you know, four national boards and all this kind of stuff. So I really got to see how the medical view things. And really, they just want you to tell them what's wrong. Like they want to know what your symptoms are so they can give it a big label. And I had to study medical terminology. And all they were doing was turning around basic body symptoms and putting these big, humongous, complicated terms on them. And I thought, what a way to disempower people because now right, more fear instead of understanding what's going on in their body. Now they just think they have something and they're victims and they can't do anything. And yes. they need the pill or the the surgery to cure them. And this is how far we've come. But there's a lot of chiropractic schools that don't have the philosophy. They're very medically oriented. Mm -hmm. And I had, I believe, the blessing of having this crazy spine and all my symptoms and everything going on. I mean, I was like the specimen in school. People couldn't believe I had the surgery. They Mm -hmm. wanted to heal my spine. I couldn't just have people practice on me. I had to really learn how to work with a spine because of what I was going through. And so then I could have compassion and understanding from people who are suffering in pain or chronic symptoms, I knew what it was like. I feel like I had the best of all world presented to me. For me, I wanted to get out and really be a straight chiropractor. And straight chiropractor means you're going to put your hand on the person. You're going to give them a specific adjustment. You're going to talk to them about the bigger picture, how the body heals itself, that we're not curing anything. I'm not telling you to come in three times a week for the next six weeks so I can cure your pain. You know, I'm not doing that. Everybody's different. I always guided my people to come in when they feel like they need it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I wouldn't give them guidance when they're completely new, right? Give them an idea. But yes, I want them to get to the point where you call when you feel like you need it. It's about wellness to relieve stress. Um, I would adjust anybody from a baby to an older person. So for me, it was very about keeping it chiropractic. And I didn't do insurance. I don't have my practice anymore. I only practiced for 18 years. And then I retired it because I feel like I outgrew playing. Okay. Yes. But I, you know, and I'm very, um, I'm very passionate about people finding a true chiropractor if you're going to find them. Because I would get upset, even like colleagues of mine, I saw get out of school, they're principal chiropractors. And then I started seeing them doing things in their office because insurance would pay for it or for money mm-hmm. because they had school loans. They had all this overhead. I mean, I get it on one level, but I could never compromise myself for money. I've always been about principal because it was so close to my heart, you know, and, and that's kind of led me on 
searching other truths in life because of that experience too. So yes, so beautiful. And the reason why I was so intrigued by your story, and I think probably, you know, just in simple terms, you have experienced something physically that other chiropractors may have not. So they have gotten into it for an interest versus you who has been someone who has experienced something quite traumatic to your body and your life early on. And so there was probably much more of that deeper understanding that you wanted to have. And I am so with you and on the same page with the whole, like, don't just treat a symptom to try and make it go away. Figure out what the symptom is or where it's coming from. What's the root cause of it? And how do we naturally get you out of it? I mean, I laugh sometimes even with um, family members and they'll sit there with all the sugar-filled cold medicine when they have a cold. And I'm like, guys, get on these mushroom natural pills or, you know, something that I've discovered over the years. And trust me, you're going to feel better than like having a rocky sleep. It's not the cold anymore. It's actually the sugar in your medicine. You know, stop trying to suppress the symptoms and actually help your body boost and heal whatever is actually going on. So I am on the same page um, with what it is that you practice. So you said for 18 years, you did your chiropractor business. Now you're on to helping others create self-healing and well-being in their life. Talk to us about that practice and how are you doing this? So what I saw in practice was that I really saw that every area of life affects every area. So I just think that's so cool that you're a business coach and help entrepreneurs because mm. Thank I you. think having an entrepreneur is probably the, one of the most spiritual journeys you can take besides like a healing journey. I don't think people always realize that, but it really helps you purge stuff in your mindset that can eventually lead to disease in your body. And that's what yes. I saw. So I saw people with their lifestyle you know, they're coming in, they think that the pain just happened or this symptom just keeps reoccurring, but everything's normal in life when they're stressed out to the max and they're not connecting it. So I saw that if they couldn't afford to choose natural remedies, you know, to buy organic food, to buy clean products because it cost more because they were on a budget. I thought this is so insane. You know, they can't afford to go to the naturopath because the insurance doesn't pay for it, but they'll go to the medical doctor because the insurance pays for it. I thought this isn't health. Right. Yes. And I saw that they didn't have enough time. They didn't have enough money. They didn't have purpose or passion in their life. You know, were they waking up to survive? And oh, here's another day, ho-hum, in the rat race. Right. Am I getting out of bed like I have purpose in life and I can't wait to explore my day? You know, that's what creates health. Because as a chiropractor, when I talk about the life force that runs your body or that innate intelligence, what makes it flow at 100 and 10%, like really flow every day, it's when you're happy and yeah. you have that clear mind and you're in a higher vibration. And so all these things in your lifestyle affect. Yes. That's why I think it's so important to create a desired life for ultimate well-being. Mm-hmm. So what is the method of working with you? Like, how are you, how have you transitioned your business into this new practice? Yeah. So I just help people online with coaching. So either I have my book now, People can read about my story. I have a master class. It's kind of just like taking a video course if you were to get a consult with me, but giving you everything I got in that. (laughs) And um, I do healthy habits coaching. And then also I have another way if you want to create another stream of income, I can help you do that too. Okay, awesome. What is the name of your book? My Journey to Grace. Beautiful. 
Okay. So what have been, um, you talked about, you know, being an entrepreneur and I am still on that journey and I coach others who are in that journey as well. And yeah, certainly it is quite the roller coaster from a lot of aspects, but you yourself have not only worked in the professional industry as a chiropractor, then now have this well-being and healing practice. What are some of the biggest lessons that you have taken away that you share now with others and hope that they can get there quicker? Maybe a lot of times that's what we do is in, in life is we learn something and want someone else to, to learn it quicker so they don't have to live the pain maybe that we did. So what would that totally. be? I think that's the foundation of everything I do. I feel like it's a blueprint <laughs> for a designer's life because I went on the search, you know, when I even opened my practice, I, I realized nobody taught me about money and business. So I had to go right. figure it out, you know, yes. and I realized that all these areas are so important, even basic healthy habits, you know, using clean products, l- learning to eat mindfully, honor your natural cravings, all these things I think are so important. But the main key is, I think it's mindset, your belief system. I believe it's really being aware of your state of mind and how you feel every day. But not ignoring all these areas. Like you cannot compartmentalize your life. Mm-hmm. If you're in a relationship that's draining you, even if it's family, like you can't just keep ignoring it eventually because it's going to block your energy. And what is blocked energy in the body? It's this ease. Yeah. So eventually it's your body's going to start expressing those things. And so I think it's so important to you cannot ignore an area of life where you can't act like it doesn't affect you because everything affects the other. So that's why I think it's being mindful and aware of where you are and all these aspects of your life. And if you're living your desired life, you have to be honest. Are you happy with every area? And if you're not, why not? And what can you do to maybe move forward and make a change? Mm -hmm. What do you think or what have you experienced are the most common things that your clients are experiencing and not allowing them to get out of that place of being stuck and not being able to recognize what's truly going on? Yeah, I think I think some people are just afraid to think certain things. I think family is probably the hardest. Yes. If there's codependency or unhealthy family dynamics, um, they don't know how to untangle that because it's so normal. It's just your mm-hmm. normal and it's your family. It's your parent. You have to be that way. Mm-hmm. So I think really honoring boundaries with yourself and being true to who you are versus what other people expect of you is a challenge for most people. Um, I think people can go on many tangents with their health because they can start doing natural things, but they become obsessed with, it's almost like they go to the other extreme, you know, like I have to <laughs> right. when I'm going to get sick, I have to take these pill vitamins or I'm going to get sick. You know, it's like almost because yes. with that, where I'm like, just be happy, enjoy your life, eat what feels right. You know, like I want people I'm balance not, <laughs> and I'm not saying there's not a, an important part of that because as you uncover it and go on the journey and you have to discover where you're at and you kind of have to explore all these things. But don't get stuck there. You know, if yes. the goal is to find balance and joy and happiness. And I think the money thing, like people not enough money, the poverty consciousness, I call it like, oh, my gosh, please pull yourself out of that somehow, because that will manifest as disease. You know, um, the running around busy all the time, not enough time. That is so stressful on the body. Yes. So all these things. And I think, it, you know, it, it, it's being able to see the invisible web kind of that holds you back. You know, like there's mm. something that you think is normal, but it's not working, but you're not quite sure what it is. So I always tell people like it, a great place to start is just journaling. Like okay. journal, 
write down the thoughts that are in your head so just so you can become aware of them. Mm-hmm. And a great place to focus is start writing like gratitude list because it'll help you focus on what's going right in your life because sometimes we get so stuck in yes. the top. So doing appreciation list or gratitude list, writing down things that inspire you, even mm-hmm. if you think it's irrelevant. But eventually the bigger picture is going to form so you can get in tune with where your passions are. Because I think a lot of people are disconnected because we were taught it's not important, right? Oh, you can't right. make money from your dream or you, you know, so we kind of, this, yes. this main The dream is not tangible, right? Yeah. Yes. So we've been put in this box, what mainstream is telling us to be successful in life. And I really believe it's killing us. Mm-hmm. A slow death, you know, it's yes. like we might have a long life, but what is quality, you know? Yes. So, Yes. And you hit on the point of in journaling, you can start doing the gratitude and starting to see things that are really working in your life or that are really good. But I do think that societal norm is like, don't play too big to, you know, because others might feel uncomfortable. So a lot of times, if you consider like conversations that we have just with colleagues or even friends and family members, sometimes we get together and like the whole conversation is about all the things that have been going wrong this week. I never like, Oh, guess what? I I'm up for a promotion or guess what? I, you know, had an amazing day sailing the other day or whatever. It's usually like complaining about things that are just irritating you or that have ruffled your feathers during the week. So, yeah, it's a tough job to get people from that and start feeling confident and comfortable sharing the stuff that worked out that was really good because they're sometimes afraid that somebody else might not have had that great a week. And then you feel like you're just being, you know, too confident. Um, But that's where people have to start setting that detachment, I guess, from what other people have or do and be comfortable with where you're at and what you're doing and, you know, receive the good things. It's It's the reorienting our perception of not always taking score of what has to be fixed. We always think, well, we need to go right to what's wrong, you know? Yes taking time out to appreciate and count our blessings, right? Yes, absolutely. So um, what are some of the newer trends, I guess, that you are seeing in terms of this inner healing? So I imagine you stay abreast of certain trends that are out there. What are some of the new things, whether they're trends or whether they're real legitimate things that are fully helping people? What, What would you say that those are? I think people are talking about the higher vibrational states more. That's mm. what I'm now raising our consciousness, um, learning to look within. I mean, I see, unless I'm just attracting it more, but I feel like <laughs> I'm seeing more conversations about that versus when I opened my practice in 1998, I didn't even have a health food store near me. Mm. You know, I feel like I was a little too extreme for a lot of people. I realized, I, I felt like a lot of people weren't ready to hear what I had to say. They kind of mm-hmm. still want that quick fix. I think now more people are open to, oh yeah, we should explore other options. You know, oh, maybe we should be looking at the chemicals that we're eating or putting on our skin. Mm. I think, I think it's becoming a little more norm. Do you think so? Yes. And I think people are more open to talking about it. So even though some people might have been seeking it out, they have their the core group of friends maybe that know that they're into some of this holistic or more natural way forward. But I feel like more and more people are excited now to say like, hey, I've tried this or I do that. And 
Yes, I, I definitely see that it's more it's on the forefront. Expensive. Like you're not looked at as weird, right? Now it's yes. like, oh, and what was your experience? So other people are more open to even hearing about your experience with it too. So I yes. think there's a shift in getting back to our natural selves a little bit in that in that regard. Yes, I can tell you that in my late 20s, there were people that would say like, oh, are you joining the hippie train? You know, I mean, hemp was a big thing years ago, decades ago, even when hemp first sort of came on and now it was in clothing and your food and people were like, wow, this is like for the hippies or whatever. But now it's like, no, the general society is recognizing more and more. And I'm not just speaking about hemp, but all the amazing natural things that are at our disposal or accessible to us, I should say. But, you know, it's just taken so much time for people to recognize that natural is sometimes better. You know, in my personal life, so I've raised my son 17 and I raised him hmm. natural. Like, so he was born at home. He never had okay. vaccinations. He was adjusted okay. his new life, um, homeschooled. And when I started, I was pushing the, the envelope for some people, not for myself. I was grounded right. in what I was because I had my own personal experience. I knew what I knew. I, I, I yes, labor, but I knew I was freaking some people out around me. Yes. Especially the last three years. Now, all of a sudden, homeschool is not looked down upon. Now, people are questioning vaccination. And I'm like, see, I told you you wouldn't be so weird eventually. (laughs) Like, to my son, because he's like, yeah, people come weird, you know? Yeah. And I said, you're (laughs) on the tides of turn, especially in the last three years. So I don't know. We were just going to have a little bit. Yes. Now, people probably tell him, wow, your mother had such foresight. Right. She was a futurist. Right. Ten years ago, I might have been a little crazy, but now I'm a futurist. So, Lynn, can you share with us, like, what would people get out of reading your book? What what is the basis of the book and what you hope people get out of it? So I kind of wrote the book a little early. I was really upset three years ago when everything locked down. I saw people living in so much fear and I knew it wasn't right what was happening. And I thought we need more stories of not fear. We need stories of how people heal themselves. And yes. I thought if people knew what I knew within, we wouldn't be going through what we went through three years ago. It wouldn't have had the hold on people. And so that was really what the place is. I've always wanted to empower people. But part of me turned my story down a little bit before, because my first five years in practice, I was really gung-ho getting a message out. Like I thought I was going to change the world. And then yeah. I realized people weren't ready to hear what I had to say most of the time. And I had to be okay with that. But then I saw people losing their choice. I I was losing my choice Mm -hmm. on what I was choosing for myself. And I was coming from a very educated position. It wasn't a friend for me. I lived it, studied it, and been living it for 20 years. And I was losing my choice. So I thought, man, it's time I speak up and share what I know, what's working for me. Because people need another path, right? We need another blueprint to follow. So that's really why I wrote the story. It was just to empower people. I love to read stories or hear stories about people who change their lives and transform themselves because it helps me know I can do it. Mm-hmm. I think we empower each other when we share our stories. Yes. So I said, I want to share my story because it is unique. All the things I've chosen. I realize most people don't think like this or choose this. So give people options, you know, and, and then I just put like a list of resources and options in the book just to keep it simple, basic things that you can start doing or researching for yourself to make changes mm-hmm. in your life. Okay. Beautiful. So what would you say are your defaults for well-being right now? You know, I'm sure they flip and flop or new things come in. And what what do you 
what do you practice now that really helps center you or help you feel like you're at your optimal energy and health level? You know, it's really simple. I don't do much anymore. I'm very aware of my mood and my thoughts in the moment. Mm. But this is from years of trying all different things too, right? And eventually it becomes your new norm because you change yourself. So really, I just like, I just need a break. Like I don't keep myself busy all the time. If I'm running Mm -hmm. too much, I know I just need to calm it down. I might just enjoy a cup of coffee and just have a Zen moment. I might go outside and take a walk. I like to sit outside and maybe listen to a podcast or a YouTube video. I love to read. So I like to sit with a good book. So basically, it's just being mindful. I like to just keep it slow, you know, and I don't like to stay in that crazy pace. So I'm very mindful of how busy I am or not. Yeah. If there was one thing that you could share a broad tip or thought on people who might be struggling with, you know, turning that mirror around and focusing on what might be holding them back from things that they really, really want, um, what would you say to them? You're here to be happy. And those dreams are not, they're not something to be ignored. That's God speaking to you. I really believe that. That's God's source. Your dreams are your God call because that's the journey you're supposed to take. Will it be easy? It might not because the struggle or the obstacle that you face to to create the dream is the sole journey that that you're supposed to go on to become Mm -hmm. your highest version of you. You know, that's the magic in life. Yes. We're here to chase our dream and to learn to become master creators here on earth, to create heaven on earth. That's mm-hmm. what you're here for. So that joy is not something where the inspiration or that dream is not to be ignored. Pay attention to what it's trying to tell you. And maybe it looks one way and eventually it might evolve to another form or it may look mm-hmm. just picture it. But don't discount it. Like that's why, you know, start to make peace with it. Like just be open to letting the universe show you the next step. Maybe don't look at the whole end picture. What's the next right. step, right? What's just the next step? Because I think the joy is in the journey, mm-hmm. following the dream because you evolve and that's how you become your best self. That's yes. your healing. That's your immune system. That's the life force inside of you. It's going to start really flowing when you're following yes. your dreams. Yes. I often say if you don't take action towards anything, then how are you going to even figure out what you don't want? versus what you do want, right? You have to put something in action to really see what's going to flow for you. That's right. And we're, I think we're all scared to fail. You know, we're yes. like, well, <laughs> we weren't taught that failure is a good thing. Yes. There's nothing wrong with failure. How do you know what success is? And failure mm-hmm. is usually the greatest lessons learned. I mean, I could look at myself as a victim that I had that surgery, right? But yes. I don't. It's probably the greatest gift I had in my life because I'm so free with my health. Right. I we're all people are living in so much fear of stuff. Yes. I don't have that because of the journey I went through and it wasn't easy at times. So that's why I think we have to not be afraid to go through the dark times or, or be afraid to try something and fail because the greatest lessons happen there and that's part of the journey. We just have to look at it more neutral, right? And yes. part of our of life and, and that's how we learn the content, the dark and the light. Yes. And also getting to success feels so much not that it feels so much better, but I feel like you feel more successful when you know the turbulent times that you have faced and gotten through, and it makes success all that much more better um, in the end. Yeah. 
So Lynn, where can people connect with you uh, if they want to work with you or they want to get your book and learn more about you? Yeah. So you can, I have a website, creatingmydesiredlife.com, and you can find my book there. You can email me, ask me a question, or get on my mailing list. So, Okay, beautiful. Is there anything that we didn't talk about that you thought, oh, I can't wait to share this? Or is there any last tip or thought that you'd like to leave us with today? I think we covered everything. I think the greatest tip is just get in tune with yourself, honor your dreams, and you're here to be happy and to create your heaven on earth. Beautiful. Thanks so much, Lynn. It was a real pleasure to talk to you today, and I appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Catherine. It was great being here. Fearless Future Podcast is made possible by platforms such as Buzzsprout and Riverside FM. If you're interested in starting your own podcast, Buzzsprout is a great place to start to host, promote, and begin tracking your podcast. They have a 360-degree service and a ton of videos to help you get set up, choose the right equipment, and how to monetize your podcast. Their customer service is the quickest and most reliable to keep you growing and never stall your creative output. It's a super easy platform to use and connect your podcast to all major platforms for listeners to find you. So ready to launch your podcast? Go ahead and use the Buzzsprout link that I put in the show notes and receive a $20 Amazon gift card after your second paid invoice. Riverside FM is my studio platform that allows me to schedule and invite guests into a professional and interactive studio. You can have one or multiple guests, and it records separate tracks for ease in editing and creating clips. It's an intuitive platform that makes your videos look great and improves any sound quality, including sound effects. Follow the links in the show notes to review if these platforms can work for you. Want a secret for editing? Check out the Descript link that I put in the show notes. This is the easiest platform I've ever used to edit podcasts or any type of audio or video. So yes, you can upload video. You can get the transcript. And all you have to do is edit the transcript and you're done. Super easy. Check it out. All the best on your journey and have a fantastic week.